Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. As we watched the National Championship yesterday, there was a lot of stuff to kind of break down around college football. One, how about a commitment during the middle of the National Championship game for Nebraska? That was uh, kind of surprising. I mean, he chose the right championship game to do it at because <laughs> this game sucked. So there was well, something. If you if you were uh, cheering for TCU, it sucked. For me, I kind of enjoyed it. I rather had fun with it. Nah, still boring. <laughs> Even if you're a Georgia fan, like you're having fun because they're scoring, but at the same time, you're like, man. I wonder I wonder if we'll stop them. Oh, no. I did kind of feel bad because, you know, with all this, I mean, this was definitely one of those games where it's like the all-time stats start coming out. How does this compare to other all-time blowouts for championships and stuff? Um, and I saw the stat that Nebraska, the Rose Bowl in 2001, that was the only championship game, and again, I think this is BCS, college football championship game, mm-hmm. that had a better, bigger deficit at halftime than last night. Like, we all knew last night Georgia won. Uh, at halftime, Georgia won in the first quarter. Uh, yeah, but uh, Miami was up thirty-four to nothing on Nebraska last time they were in a national championship mm. game. So you kind of feel the pain of the rest of the nation. Kind of go, Nebraska ah. still relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Nebraska got. I did. I was. I enjoyed. Part of the reason I enjoyed the broadcast is because Nebraska got a lot of run. Oh yeah, it was kind of fun. Shout out to Georgia for going back to back and getting Nebraska a lot of a lot of pub. Yeah, it was fun, and and I think it probably. You know, to a younger audience, just kind of woke. They're like, Nebraska, really? Wow, Nebraska cool. used to be good. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> now, dad... hopefully, Georgia doesn't go three in a row because yeah. nobody's ever done that in far. the you know modern era of college football. Yeah, and uh, they are favorites to win. Next that would year. just ruin everything for everyone. It'd be weird too because unless they like really have a dynamic year. I, again, I don't think that these are the type of teams that you argue as some of the best of all time. So it'd be like no. a best three-year stretch without like individually having a best of all time. Now maybe next year they'll be absolutely. No, they've got amazing athletes argument. that are getting you know drafted extremely high and oh, yeah. having productive NFL careers. But in terms of you know college best team, like they're not even. I don't think they're even close. Like last year they had last year they had a loss. They had a more talented team than this year's team. Yeah, but last year they had a loss to Alabama in the SEC championship game. Ended up. Uh, avenging that loss in the national title game, but I, I wouldn't put them up there with one of the best teams ever. Well, and again, I think part of it too is just the schedule you play. They didn't play a conference champion this year, which is weird. It's strange how it works out that way, but they didn't um, on their way to a national championship. Of course, Ohio State and TCU both. Uh, not I mean, they practiced against champions. themselves. <laughs> that's true. So that counts. I always say that. Yeah, that's the best part of the mid '90s Huskers was the, their toughest. There you go. Practices were against so not themselves. only did they play a conference champion, they played a national champion. <laughs> a defending every every champion. day that they weren't playing someone else. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but like we were saying during the during the broadcast, Billy Camp. Uh, of course, the the wide receiver transfer had visited Nebraska. He actually got an extra year um, because of the the unfortunate events that happened at Virginia University. Mm-hmm. Was just going to go to the draft. Ended up um, wanting to have one more year, and so he searched around a little bit and, and commits to Nebraska, and, and immediately becomes um, their most experienced wide receiver as far as yards and production goes. Yes, yes. yes. He he played actually played. Uh, three years three productive years at virginia um sands this this last year um but he's 5'9 170 
You can say he's going to be Nebraska's number one receiver, um, whatever that means to you, maybe the most targeted or, or whatever, but he's not going to be, you know, your outside threat. Yeah. More than likely. He'll he'll more than likely be in the slot. And um it's it's a great addition. I, I'm not gonna take anything away from him. He he was extremely his sophomore junior I'm gonna say junior season at Virginia was his most productive, um, where he had six touchdowns and something like six hundred yards. Seven twenty five. Seven twenty five. Yeah. Um so he's he's like you said, he's experienced, he's productive, and out of every wide receiver on the roster currently, probably the most yards in college. Oh, I think without a doubt. I, I mean, I think Marcus Washington. I, I mean, he's he's. I mean, he, he's well over uh, what like six, seventeen, eighteen hundred yards. There's no. I don't even know what second place would be. Washington yeah. probably has, uh, you know, seven hundred or something. Um, the uh, Baylor transfer. I mean, he's a running. Is he a running back or a Josh wide receiver? Fleeks. Yeah, Josh Fleeks. Yeah, he's he also he's like both. He, he's not a so, stat stuffer no. that way either. That and that's what that's what kind of differentiates Billy Kemp. This is this is immediate impact starter type of grab. Now there is one thing that kind of stands out too is that from two years ago, like you said, his junior year uh, when Brendan Armstrong was throwing the ball over the yard, slinging it, had a great year last year. That Virginia did not do that, and Brendan Armstrong fell off the map tremendously. Almost, oh, oh, actually, to the point where he transferred to North. Carolina State this offseason. Um, Kemp only had uh, 16 receptions for 116 yards. His availability seemed to be kind of spotty, so um, that's interesting. It's it's still not, you know, and Trey Palmer didn't have any, um, you know, really all that much. You know, Trey Palmer was like fifth on the depth significantly chart. Significantly less stats than yeah. Billy Kemp even has, but it still feels like if you're looking for, um, you know, the star of the recruiting class, I think he could be up there, um, but you know, as far as the transfer portal goes, but I I, I don't know I, I don't I just I guess I don't expect him to be an all conference player, but certainly helps you out immediately. Um, and I'm excited to see what he can bring to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Let's head to Will on the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Will, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Oh, not too bad. What it do you goes. think today? Uh, so uh, earlier, I heard you guys talking about uh, how all the Southern teams are winning except for Ohio State, of course. Um, but uh, uh, so I'm a touring musician and. Uh, I played this venue in Columbus, Ohio, called uh, the Newport Music Hall. And mm. uh, you want to know where we ate lunch? Where? Uh, Waffle House, right next door. Oh, there you go, so, out uh, in Ohio. Oh no! So, <laughs> so <laughs> you mentioned that all these uh, all these southern states have Waffle Houses, so maybe Nebraska needs one, and uh, we can be relevant again. Obviously, that's the only <laughs> thing differentiating Nebraska from all the southern states is a Waffle House. Hey, Ohio, oh, cut off. Uh, all right, thanks for the thanks. call. Thanks. Well, Ohio. Awesome, thank you. Thank you. So Ohio has Waffle Houses. Ohio is South now. I don't yep. make the rules. Actually, I do. So the South has now won all the titles. The There's South no has now won all the titles since 2000. Uh, also, someone wanted to correct us that Jerry Taggy did win both titles. Yes, so I saw that. Be. Shout out to Jerry Taggy. Okay, so maybe that, yeah. it was just quarterbacks winning back to back since the 90s. It was. I mean, they were. That's. that's it was a I, weird cutoff. It was in 2030. Do they weird. not include the 90s? That's what I'm. That's what my fear is. At some point, that every 10 years, at some point, they're just going to cut Nebraska off, and I think it's going to be sooner it's than dangerous. not because they're going to go from the BCS era. For most of their stats, was BCS era on, mm-hmm. but some of their stats are like we just want to include the 90s Huskers. So Nebraska, you gotta <laughs> you gotta get back to so it since 1990. You're in danger. Yeah, gotta win national not, titles. Yeah, you're in danger of of, of not being talked about anymore. Mm. But it was beautiful to see Nebraska up there. Yesterday. It really was. Yeah. The uh, remind you of yesteryear. The the what the the image of of 
Tommy Frazier, whatever yeah. it is, the fake image. He was also a part of the uh, pregame thing. Yeah, which was it also... It was, like, really quick, though. It was, and it was also, like, I've seen that tape before. I don't know if it was uh, an ESPN... Like, he's done that interview in, on, on top of Memorial Stadium or in the Memorial Stadium mm-hmm. um, for other, like, documentaries. I don't know if that was just part of that as well, or if they brought him back in, like, hey, we liked where we shot last time. <laughs> Let's just keep it there. <laughs> just have him meet up at the same spot. Good for, good for him. Uh, I'm not sure, but either way, it was good. Again, I think for a younger generation to see that Nebraska, um, you know, at one time was was that team. That's And that's what the, the kind of feeling is, too, is like, if you want to know what it was like for the mid '90s Huskers, and mm-hmm. it's there's no nothing that's you know uh, completely similar, but Georgia's going through that now. I mean, that's what they're that they are the mid '90s Huskers in their program. You know, that's a spot spot they're at their in their program history. And I also want to argue this too: Is Brock Bowers the best tight end that you've seen play college ball? I think he's he's got another year. He can't go to the NFL. Yeah. You probably heard that. He's uh, he's yeah. got to be right up. He's there. the no, he's the best. He's yeah. the best tight end. And people, I, I saw. Um, I think Fox Sports like tweeted out a picture of him um, out of pads, and they're like, "If you saw this guy, you wouldn't believe that he's the best tight end in college football." And a bunch of Notre Dame fans came saying, "Oh, that doesn't look like whatever their tight end's Michael name Mayer is." Yeah, Michael yeah. Mayer. And I was like, "Well, he's better than Michael Mayer, yeah. so of course he doesn't." Well, look I'm not like saying him. now. I'm saying since you started watching college football. Oh, since I started watching, yeah. co- no best tight ends of all time. Who's your best tight end? You've seen. <laughs> Aaron Hernandez. Well, <laughs> he he would have an argument. His stats don't line up no, with Brock. No. So in college, tight end. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, TJ Hawkinson. No. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Shaw. Florida. Uh, he plays for the, the Falcons. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he'd have an argument. He doesn't have two titles. He doesn't. Well, if you're just going off a title, I mean. It- well, I'm just saying, like, if if we're talking about the bet, I mean, he he's got to be. Tim Tebow, right there, <laughs> the best tight end. Tim Tebow is the best tight end <laughs> he played I've a ever tight seen. End. <laughs> uh, Eric says Keith Jackson from Oklahoma, best tight end ever watches tapes. I mean, if you go that, that far back, it might. But I'm, well, it's got to be that I've seen. I didn't yeah. see Keith Jackson, and it doesn't count if I watch the tapes. If I watch it on the YouTube's, <laughs> I had to have seen it. It had yeah. to have happened. Lived through it. Yeah, T.J. Hawkinson was great. That's Noah Fant was great. I go back to like the the Jeremy Shockey and Kellen mm. Winslow group, but Ooh, I don't think they quite group. had the numbers that Brock Bowers had. I, I mean, I'm thinking it's you can't uh, just go off of titles. You got to go off of numbers. If you guys are just going off titles, then you work with the best tight end in college football history. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, VJ is Brock Bowers as good as VJ. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just saying I think that's got to be considered in there because what I'm saying is his numbers are there. He had like 970 yards yeah. receiving this year. Uh, had even more touchdowns last year, but still, you know, in, in, in Georgia, this is the type of team that didn't play I all mean, of their fourth quarters. In the <laughs> national championship game, he just seemed like he was always open. Yeah. Just whenever you needed to play and, and – and <laughs> Stetson Bennett just kind of throws it across the middle. It takes the camera a little bit to catch up. All of a sudden, there's Brock Bowers catching it, breaking a tackle, and getting the first down. TCU could not tackle last night, and it really bothered me. Yeah. Like, they were so physical against Michigan, and then in this one, they just didn't – they were avoiding contact. It's crazy to even think of those as the same teams because you were – when we left the Michigan game – that was the talk was like, oh, this is TCU's team. This is a team. I mean, they've got some mm-hmm. athletes. This is great. And then after you walk away from Georgia, it's like, well, they just don't have the Jimmys and Joes to compete with Georgia. I was like, they have – and I said it bef- yeah, before yesterday. I was like, they have the ability to stretch you out or run run the ball and be physical. 
and they couldn't do either one of those. Yeah. Georgia just Georgia did to TCU what I thought they would do to Ohio State and just dominate them physically. Um, because you saw Michigan take down Ohio State with physicality, mm-hmm. just just out physicaling them and Georgia was was spread out against Ohio State, and I thought, oh, TCU is able to spread the ball out, but they're also able to play the type of ball that that beat Ohio State. Ohio State should have beaten Georgia, but they didn't. So I thought it would be a closer game, and then Georgia was like, hey, we're better than you. Yeah. Well, and but I mean, here's the thing with Ohio State, that game included now with the playoffs. Well, there's a few things that I come out of that. I think that Georgia Ohio State game is now the best game we've had in college football playoff era. And you might even argue Michigan TCU, but for historical significance. Those are the two best. Yeah. Well, I liked the Rose Bowl a few years ago with Georgia and Oklahoma, but then Georgia lost. So Mm -hmm. you just kind of, as you move forward, it's like the championships matter. The Clemson-Alabama national title. Yeah, that uh, was sure Renfro catching the game-winning touchdown. That's got to be up there. Um, So... You know, I have that in consideration. Other, the other thing is like Georgia Tua coming in to save the day. Georgia, that was yeah, that's an all timer. <laughs> At championship games, there's been some really good yeah. ones. Uh, but um, Georgia too is. I, I saw this and I, I kind of agree with it. Is yeah, they won back to back. They could be the first team to win three in a row. But if Jamison Williams is healthy and Marvin Harrison Jr. stay doesn't healthy throughout those games, they might not have any titles. If their kicker doesn't. You know, uncharacteristically shank it. Yeah, Georgia's not there. It's interesting. That's all. That's it's always a game of inches. Even in the games that it's sixty-five to seven, it's a season. There can be games of inches in yeah. between the season. But well, I mean, last night was not a game of inches. TCU could have stayed at two, maybe. I mean, it's they still would have the same matchups would have happened. But if they would have beaten Kansas State in that Big Twelve title game, final AP poll: Who's your number two team? It's TCU. It's still TCU? It's TCU. Mm. It, was, it was bad, but it's still yeah. TCU. Ohio State's three. I remember when Nebraska got shellacked by Miami. They fell to like seventh. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's still TCU. I don't care. <laughs> well, see, I think they actually already did that. We'll look yeah. that up. Uh, also, we'll talk Husker basketball taking on Illinois tonight. Coming up next year on the Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket.